Hello, and welcome to the WWIA podcast. We're honored to have you join us in our mission to bring honor, connection, and healing to America's combat-wounded Purple Heart heroes. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, we welcome you. If you're a returning listener, thanks for coming back. Please be sure to tell others about our podcast and leave us a review if you're enjoying what you're hearing. Today, we have a wonderful episode for you. WWIA founder and CEO John McDaniel is joined by Todd Bohm and Tony Kupchinski. Todd and Tony hail from Cronenwetter, Wisconsin. Todd is the host of the longstanding Wisconsin Cast and Blast event, which has been proudly honoring our heroes for 13 years. Tony is Todd's father-in-law and is the outstanding host of one of our most unique and revered events, the Wisconsin Wood Turning event, which recently celebrated its ninth year of serving our combat wounded veterans. Todd and Tony have a tremendous heart for our heroes and have made a tremendous impact and difference in their lives over the years. We're honored to share their thoughts, experiences, and WWIA journey with you today. Without further ado, let's join John, Todd, and Tony now. Hi, my name is John McDaniel. I'm the founder and CEO of the Wounded Warriors in Action Foundation, and this is our continuing podcast series, Honor, Connect, and Heal. And today, I have two very special guests with me, uh, Todd Bohm and Tony Kopinski. Kopchinski. Kopchinski. I did it again. There it is. Now, now that's a good Irish name, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> S-K-I. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, so uh, here we are still up at Camp Hackett. And uh, Todd and Tony decided to come up here, and uh, so for a little visit. And uh, they've been up here for I don't know. They got in this morning. They've been here for a few hours. We've already been out on the property. We had blueberry pancakes. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And bacon. Bacon and blueberry pancakes. The heroes are here, and uh, they're just getting ready to head out on another event. When when you guys showed up, they're out there goose hunting. And uh, now they're going to go over to a neighboring property with their bows and go try to stick a nice uh, whitetail. And as I'm sitting here, I can I can smell the castor oil on my hands. I was <laughs> when you guys showed up, I just finished skinning out a beaver. So you got to love the Northwoods of Wisconsin. But gentlemen, welcome. Thanks, Thanks. John. Yeah. So uh, let me just set the scene here, and then I'll start firing questions at you because you guys both have great you know stories and you're you're very interesting people but for those that don't know um you know todd and tony have been supporting the foundation for a long time and and todd um it todd runs uh the the foundations i think it's outside of camp hack and i'm pretty sure it's the longest standing continuously operated mission set i think camp had we, we camp hack it obviously started 17 years ago you're on like 12 or 13 yeah, 11 this, 12 yeah this will be year 13 okay with one year off with covid so right. 14 years so 14 years at it um and you do a cast and blast uh and um at turkey and and also you go fishing with them right yep that's um so like you said we've we do a spring event it's usually the end of april or may and yep. primary focus is uh eastern turkeys turkey hunting yep once our our uh heroes are hopefully successful with that they also have the option then to go fishing um yeah. You know, whether it's walleyes or whatever. Yeah, and um, so you um, you guys are outside of uh, outside of Wausau, right? And but I always get the name wrong. You is it Cron what is it Cronwetter? Cronenwetter, yeah. Cronenwetter. 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 It's a suburb of Wausau, okay. really, is what yeah. it is. So Wausau is is really kind of the 
the line of de- demarcation right where they say the Northwood starts. That that's kind of yeah. That's true. what you all say, yeah. yeah. And uh, and and Tony, um, your daughter's married to Todd, Correct. so that makes him that makes him your son-in-law. Uh, I I'll admit it. I don't know if he will. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. So so here's the deal. This is what's super cool. Like Tony. Um, you know, you, you reached out to us, uh, oh, I don't know. You're, I'm just going to say three, four years into what Todd was doing and said, Hey, listen, I'm a wood turner. That's what you said. And he said, I think we'd like, if you, he said, you were very diplomatic about it. I remember you said, if, uh, you know, if you think it'd be a good thing and you want to do it, I'd like to have these heroes, our Purple Heart recipients, um, come and and do some wood turning, because you're a wood turner, right? Correct. Yeah. And for those that don't know wood turning, like you take wood, from most of which is probably from Wisconsin, I'm assuming. From all over. I've got warriors from way down south that will send me wood from down there, too. So So that's going on now. So because of the warriors, I'm getting some things that... pieces of wood that i never would have had a chance to turn that's super cool and so you put a piece of wood uh, a unique piece of wood on a lathe and then you spin it and you go at it and you create stuff anything that's round we can make i gotta tell you and the and 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 so here's the thing flat out gorgeous amazing work and when you approached me and said that you wanted to do this i thought to myself okay because this is where most organizations to include nonprofits, get in trouble as they start straying from their mission, okay? And at the time, we hadn't done anything besides hunting and fishing, you know? And and so I said, what's my mission? Provide world-class outdoor sporting activities to our nation's combat-wounded Purple Heart recipients to honor, connect, and heal, you know, sort of thing. And I'm like, I don't... Wood turning, geez, this is a non-standard mission set. But, you know, the the nice thing about it is that um, that what, what what's happening now is these guys are loving it and they're doing it and they're using their hands and they're creating things and the feedback that I got from the first time that they did a wood turning activity to the to the present time was nothing but phenomenal so I want to thank you for having the idea and getting these guys involved in something that's other you know it's outside of the traditional mission set for us but um, you know it's something that I think is there's some some pretty pretty uh, good value there wouldn't you say yeah so I keep contact with a lot of these guys and some of them are completely off of their meds because the wood turning is so relaxing yep. and they're most of them will go home and buy a lathe after the program. And, and and buy a lathe and start wood turning themselves. Yes. Wow. Super cool. Well, we're going to get back to, to, to the wood turning thing because I think it's it, 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 it's very, very interesting to me. Um, and, and there's a lot of stuff there. But I want to I switch back over here to Todd for a second because Todd and his, uh, his wife, uh, Dawn, have done just an amazing job um, and your community up there in, in the greater Wausau area of supporting our heroes. Um, and I'll bet you got a ton of stories, you know, I mean, about individuals and, and, and things that have happened that um, that have enriched your life. Um, but w- what I want to hear from you, and, you, and you're oh by the way, you're are you the you're the you're not the president, but you're the the vice. Are you the vice principal or the principal of your high school? Yes, yeah, so I'm. I'm a associate principal. I've I've done that job at our one of the local high schools for 28 years. Oh wow! Actually, it's my hometown high school. I went to high school there. I didn't know that. Yeah. 
Um, so let's pull this back just a bit here. There you go. That's better. Okay. So anyway, um, what I wanted to what I wanted to touch on is that you have a PhD. I do. You are a doctor. A I don't PhD. look that smart, do I? Yeah, I, you are. You're one. Of you, you, well, you don't look that smart. <laughs> That's funny. You used to call those guys hundred pound heads. You got, you know, you got a PhD. That's uh, that's pretty impressive, right? And so, um, you're you're uh, at the high school. You're working at the high school where you went to high school, and you're also a football coach, aren't you? I coach yep, varsity football and varsity track and track. Yeah, that's right. Thirty five years. Thirty five as a coach. Well, God bless you. You know, I mean, that's a special person that'll do that. It, re- it really is. And, and uh, I thank you for that, too, because I think, you know, some of the most impactful people in my life were coaches. You know, I was a, and I did it, you know, I was a, I was heavily involved in sports in high school and, and uh, you know, as a youth. And, and um, I look back on my, my uh, time growing up in the formative years, and I just, uh coaches pop up in my mind you know and being once a coach always a coach right you're never going to grow out of that that's part of who you are oh absolutely and you know some of your most stressful times but times that i I would never trade them in for for anything yeah yeah pretty neat and now and then you decide you decide to get involved with the with the wounded warriors in action foundation and then start serving our nation's combat wounded now why don't you tell if you if you can remember? I know it was you know twelve thirteen years ago, fourteen years ago now. But do you remember what the spark was or what caused you to to, to how did you find out about us? Yeah, absolutely, and and I can just say probably besides the birth of my kids, I mean being fortunate enough to marry a just an outstanding woman like Dawn, and I'm not saying that because no, Tony's she is here, but she's, for sure, but probably one of the most impactful things I ever did and it it happened um, you had written or you had had an, a, a reporter from on Wisconsin outdoors that's right which is a newspaper outdoor mm-hmm. uh, tabloid that comes out in Wisconsin do an article on mm-hmm. your vision and kind of where you were going and and I read that article in I think it was 2008 or 2009 yeah and a couple of things struck me when i when i read that article that you had thrown a number out that at that point we were involved in two very contested armed conflicts with iraq and afghanistan and and i think the number you had thrown out was 50 or 60,000 wounded combat heroes from those those conflicts um that were coming back to the united states Mm -hmm. and um were were really still broke in a lot of different ways and yeah. you know even though maybe physically they had recovered from their wounds um we're still still dealing with a lot of the mental part and and that really struck me and and just the mission um that you talked about were using using the outdoors using hunting and fishing mm-hmm. as as a way to help heal these these heroes mm-hmm. um so i read that article and i was like wow first of all it that's an awful lot of a lot of people and I'm a high school administrator I was a high school social I was a social studies teacher before I became a, a principal mm-hmm. and so I've always been fascinated with history and yeah. you look back at the lesson of the Vietnam War and, and how our veterans were treated when they returned and and you know, it just it struck a spark in me like yeah you know, that, that back to that that statement about those who forget the past are condemned to repeat it and sure. I thought to myself we're doing the same thing that we did in Vietnam. We're walking away from these these heroes who are willing to give their life to protect an, an American ideal, 
and we're doing the same thing to them and i can step up i can do something yeah i love to fish and hunt it, it's a perfect vehicle in my mind of of being able to, and if if i help one person that then it, it's totally been worth it yeah so after i read that article i reached out to you i don't know if i emailed you or called yeah. you or i think there was a thing at the bottom that said if you're interested in helping mm -hmm. reach out yeah yeah so i called you and um you know we i think we bonded right away and yeah. we, we had a great relationship and i i just said i'm willing to help we can do something here's what i would like to do yeah and um you know it's just it's been an awesome ride like i said it's one of the most impactful things that that i've ever done yeah well you're, you're doing a great job by the way you you're, you really are the the reports from the field from the heroes you know, um, and the guides that you've, uh, you know, uh, spent time with, there's just nothing but, you know, very, very positive. And the results are great. You know, you, you guys kill a lot of turkeys and you catch a lot of fish. But, you know, as we know, that's that's sort of like a byproduct of, of what we're really, you know, trying to accomplish here, which is, like you said, you know, welcome them home you know help them return to some degree of normalcy of course you know tony's doing the same thing there at the wood turning you know and and the networks that these that these uh you know events spawn and uh the the you know there's really the connective tissue between and i'll bet you'll stay in, i bet you stay in touch with a number of these guys you know directly or indirectly and tony you probably do the same thing right without a doubt yes. yeah emails and phone calls and whatnot and you see that that right there that connect piece you know so our little tagline honor connect and heal you know honor what they're doing and 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 if you provide a world-class outdoor sporting activity that you've been planning for months um, and pouring time energy and resource into it energizing your community getting people involved to support this mission um, that's honoring them you know that's a that's it's hey if you raised your right hand and you and you had the wherewithal to go to don our nation one of our nation's uniforms and go into combat in harm's way and you got wounded you know in my opinion full stop you're a hero you know and 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 when you come back and you have to take that uniform off and you're back on the block so to speak and there's nothing there for you the whole world has changed you know and here we are you know all offering and opening up our homes and our hearts to these great american heroes and and sharing with them some of the things that we hold so dear to ourselves you know our communities our families you know the outdoors um all of these things and if you think about it psychologically like what's that doing to the average guy or gal who served our country they don't know you guys from a hole in a wall when they first meet you and they got to get on a plane. Maybe they're coming from Tupelo, Mississippi, first time to Wisconsin. Both the guys that are in camp right now have never been to Wisconsin, first time here, you know. And then here's people that they don't know making them blueberry pancakes, <laughs> taking them, you know, out goose hunting and then out grouse hunting and then in a deer stand and then cooking them a nice steak. You know, and we do this because this is our way of saying thanks for what you did. You know, we value what you did. And and this is our way of showing it. You know, we're putting our money where you know where our mouth is by 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 being genuine, and 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 taking the time to get to know them, and we're not asking for anything in return. You know, and that's pretty special, I think. And anybody who's willing to do that, and both of you two are and have, 
um, and do it to a very high standard. In my book, there's a special place for you. You know, there really is at the end of the day, um, because that kind of service, I don't think that you, you certainly can't put a price tag on that. And I hope you two feel really good about what you're doing because you should. It's really powerful. The work that you're doing, super powerful, and I thank you. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you, Tony. I'm gonna put you on the spot here, buddy. But um, if you could, just you know, maybe relay a story, okay? Something, something uh, that that you saw and were a part of, you know, when you were doing your wood turning with an individual. Um, you don't have to name his name, but if you want to, that's fine. Just stick with the first names. Um, you know, but in your, in your time, you're probably on, you're probably close to what, eight, 10 years doing it. I've had eight sessions so far. Eight sessions. Okay. So, wow. And oh, by the way, before you answer that question, I give you a chance to think about it. You probably already got it right on the tip of your tongue, but I want to tell everybody out there who's listening, the wood turning products that Tony kicks out and the guys kick out are phenomenal. And you have other wood turners that support this mission too, right? I belong to three different wood turning clubs and... Uh, they will always, I'll take up a collection and I'll get enough money from them to feed these guys because it's a no cost item for them when they come to one of these programs. Yep. And uh, the clubs will give me enough uh, money that they eat very well when they're here. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, but the, the, you brought some, you know, five or six, you know, items with you here. Okay. Sponsor plaques. Sponsor plaques. So this is what we do. So everybody who's out there, I'll tell you, the, these things are phenomenal. Okay. They take our coin, our challenge coin, and, and they embed it in a, in a turned uh, a piece of wood, a beautiful piece of wood, wood. Um, and it's sometimes it's epoxied, sometimes it's inlaid. I mean, I they're all they're very creative, very creative and very ornamental, functional, beautiful pieces that you could hang on the wall, put on your desk. Uh, you know, a little possibles box. You know, a place for your keys. Some, I mean, something that. You know, it's got the the purple heart and the foundation's logo on each side of the coin, and and it's they're just beautiful. And and so, um, Tony was asking me a few. You were asking me a few years ago. You know, like what you know, what should what should I do? And I said, just keep doing what you're doing, because what I mean, what I do with these things, is there's only so much thank thanking I can do to people. I can write them letters, and you know, thanks for, thanks for what you did. But we've got some people in our network now that have been supporting the foundation for many many years and have just done some amazing things that cumulative support and we use those beautiful items as recognition awards you know sometimes uh, somebody may you know pop with a big check um and and i go well you know we got to do something you know besides just say you know thank you and people say oh i don't want don't spend your money on that we're not spending money on it this is some this is makes us feel good this is why we do this you know so that we can say thank you to all the great people across the country who are empowering this mission so um they're just amazing pieces of of artwork and and some some of them are is it burled is that the right word burl b-u-r-l on a tree burl. yeah is an ugly scab that's a beautiful inside but you have to figure out how to get it out of there yeah so it looks like a big knot right or a bump yes, or a growth yes. on a tree and so if you haven't seen these things these burls are are um you know well, aberration in a tree of some sort i don't know well, how do they would do we know how they grow like that 
if we knew how we would promote it because they're beautiful. <laughs> they're beautiful, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> the, there's like it looks like a big. It looks like a. Some of them are as big as a beach ball, but most of them are about the size of a maybe a basketball or a softball, even in some so- cases. Soccer ball. Soccer size ball. Is yeah. Just great to work with. Right. So you cut these things down, you dry them, and then eventually they get on a lathe, or you know, or you split them in half, and then you turn them on a lathe. Is that what you do? Some are cut in half, depending what you're making out of yeah. them. If you're making a bowl you just got to get that bowl shape to start with and then you turn everything away that you don't want right they are absolutely beautiful okay so i sidetracked this that's my job but um so uh tell us about an event or a a a a happening a circumstance something that sticks out in your mind um regarding your work with with these heroes and the the wood turning the thing that really sticks out for me is that guys that are will come in and say well my legs are bad because there's an awful lot of roadside bomb injuries and uh, these guys will be standing in front of a lathe and i'll say let's go get something to eat and they just oh my gosh it's that time already i forgot that my legs were that bad and and that really helps because their mind's off it you see and there's something about I you I don't even know you probably know this but so a friend of mine once who who he's a reloader okay I'm a paint I'm an oil painter he's a reloader okay we all like to do things with our hands something happens in the brain that releases you know dopamine and some other chemicals that make you feel good when you're doing something creative and using your hands it's true that that's it definitely and 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 I think that that's what the wood turning is doing for these guys, and there's an old adage, you know, they say you know, that the idle hands are the devil's workshop, right? And so when you can get these guys off and, uh, you know, out of the home, off the couch, get off the phone and, and, and go spend a, a long weekend learning a skill set or polishing a skill set that they have or may not have ever had, and that being, in this case, wood turning, um, you know, that's what they're doing. And I think that's what the attraction is. And, and they're working with their hands. They're working with something that was grown in nature. And they're producing something at the end of the day. That's pretty cool. Yes, it is. One thing uh, that really gets me, too, is that we have the guys do a little write-up just before the event is ending, mm-hmm. what they enjoyed about it. And every one of them mentions the bonding. Yeah. It's yeah. not just the event yeah. itself. It's the guys getting together. That They need that. Yeah, that's right. Well, you know, this is what I've said. And Todd, you've, I'm sure you've seen it, you know, it, it as well many, many times. But um, And you're a coach. So this idea of a team, right? This is what, this is the, and I'll, I, want, I want you to talk about that here in, in, you know, in a minute. But I, I'll, I, will, I will say that um, two things. One, uh, the, uh, the, the one thing that I have heard, the one theme, the thread that you could just, you know, run throughout uh, the foundation uh, it, when it comes to having impact um, on the customer, the client, the hero, those uh, that we're providing services for. Um, what they say is, you know, you put me back on a team, right? 
And now, how important is that? And the other thing I said, and we'll talk. I'll, I'll talk about suicide here, and I want I want you to talk. I want to talk about it here because I think it can't. I think that's what we have to do. I think we have to mention it because, you know, we're losing. You know, they're saying twenty. They say have been saying twenty two veterans a day to suicide, and that. Is a, is a is a crime shame and it breaks my heart and and I was on a program not long ago and the guy asked me um, you know out of the blue he's out put you on the spot John you know there's all this suicide happening with these veterans what's the one thing if you had to give anybody a piece of advice what would it be I said get on a team right so I want you to tell us about I mean you're a coach you got all you're, you're all about team I can just see it in you I know that about you but t- let's talk about our heroes and, and team and, and this bonding and this camaraderie that uh, Tony mentioned. Uh, I'd like to hear from you, Todd, and, and from, from your perspective, how important is that and, and, and what kind of uh, things have you experienced uh, firsthand in, in, in that arena? Yeah, certainly. Um, probably by far the most um the, the thing that sticks out to me, the thing that, that I walk away from every year is, and like you said, we've, we've had great success. We've shot a lot of turkeys and we've, we've caught a lot of fish, but that, that is so far from like, uh, right. We like to do that. And that, that's part of the event, but mm-hmm. the most enjoyable standout thing that I see every year is, and Tony kind of mentioned it is. We bring in heroes from all over the country. Uh, we might have one from California and Florida or wherever in Michigan mm-hmm. who are different. They have different personalities. They have different experiences. But yet they come into central Wisconsin and, and they sit down and they meet each other and they immediately have that common bond, right? They, yeah. They've all served. They've, they've all been combat veterans. They've all been wounded in combat. They understand the military way of life. And you take all these individuals and you bring that common theme back, right? And that, that's yeah. what a team is all about. I don't care if it's an athletic team. Right. You take a football team. Why do why do kids play football? They play football because they love football. Right. And and there's their common theme. And I just look at what what the Wounded Warriors in Action events do, and and our heroes. It gives them a chance to get back with people that mm-hmm. that are like them. Yeah, that's and, right. And have that that interest and that that have that that common. They went through basic training and they yeah. you know they 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 sat in the mud and they you know they they're they're in they shared hardships. Exactly right. Absolutely, and you know, and I I think part of it is, you know, they 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 regain purpose again, and I it always. And not coming from a military background, I mean, I had family members that were, mm-hmm. but I, I myself never served. But I always struggled with that concept of you bring somebody home from a combat theater where they're in charge of millions of dollars of equipment, yep. or and all of a sudden you just put them back in the street like they're this normal or this not not normal but just this common person again, yeah. and you yeah. take away purpose from them, you take them away yeah. from a team, you, and. I, you know, I, again, I just go back to this, um, it is probably by far the, one of the greatest things I think it see is they, they're, they're back with people like themselves yeah. again. And, yeah. um, you know, it, it's by far the most important thing I think of, of the event is they're able to, they're able to share, they're able to, to tell stories, mm-hmm. they're able to be vulnerable around each other because 
they know the people I'm talking with have experienced a lot of the same things that I have. Whereas, yeah. you know, and I hear that from them. They, right. you know, I can't talk to my wife about this because she would never understand her. I mm-hmm. can't talk to my girlfriend or I can't. And yet they get together with each other and, and it's, it's just phenomenal. And you can just see the pain and the suffering just kind of, it just kind of fades away at least, yeah. you know, for those couple of days that they're with us, they're back among people that they truly know, understand them and understand that the, the things yeah. that they've gone through. Great points. And the trust that's there. Absolutely. Right. And the safety that's there. Even they if feel, it's from different branches. Absolutely. They, they'll be kidding each other about the branch of service oh, they're yeah. in, but it's well, all in fun. It is. It is. It's pretty neat space, isn't it? Uh, uh, yeah, so I, I want to I talk a little bit. Uh, I want to pull the thread on, on team just a bit and, and kind of tra- transition a little bit off of that to uh, this idea of, of, of leadership. Okay, because you as a coach and as a, as a principal are a leader. And um, and you, as a host, are a leader. So um, I, I know that your um, you know your leadership skills are strong, um, and you've, and you're 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 a very studied and, and learned man. And so um, in the military, the army anyway, because I I wouldn't say all branches define it the same way, but uh, but it's very close. Um, and I remember in the army was uh, when we were when I was growing up in the army as a young lieutenant. Um, they were were teaching us, you know, this principles of leadership, and they would spend hours and hours on you know this idea of leadership and what it is and what it isn't. But the army's definition of leadership, I thought, was always you know very interesting, and it also stuck with me. So I want to ask you. Um, after I, 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 I reveal what the Army uh, used to, re- I'm sure still does, refer to leadership as the art of providing purpose, direction, and motivation. And you got to break those things apart, right? But as a coach, you know, you think about that, like purpose. You know, you go back to football. Well, what's the purpose of football? Okay, well, we could talk about that. You know, direction. That's what coaches do, right? Purpose, direction, and then the motivation piece, right? So that's how the Army sees it, but you're a coach and 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 you're a, a leader uh, in a, in a you know in a high school in a very prominent large class what are you division one or class a yep division one division high one high school you know so this is big stuff right so i want to ask you like um you know wh- wh- how do you define leadership i mean when you think about leadership like wh- what do you think about yeah, that's a great question, and it, I I certainly think the things you you said were taught in the army are, are super important. Um, mm-hmm. I would add one thing, and like you and I were talking earlier, we actually teach leadership at our high school. I teach leadership class. Yeah. Um, and I think one of our our biggest focuses is servant leadership. Um, that, uh, and and I just told a story this week to our kids, a story about George Washington during the Revolutionary War coming yeah. up to a, a group of an officer and and his men digging trenches and George Washington jumping off his horse and jumping in a trench with a shovel and, and digging trenches with the, with the soldiers and then walking Sharing up, hardship. Sharing, yep, and walking up to the, the officer and saying, as a leader, don't ever be afraid to do something that, that you wouldn't do that you're asking your men to do. Yeah. And, and the, um, in the military, we say, or at least in, in the infantry, anyway, you know, it's it's leadership by example. You don't ever ask anybody to do something that you already haven't done or wouldn't be willing to do, right? Absolutely. And you know, I think people get caught up in that that 
term servant leadership. See, I don't even. I've heard that before, and I don't. I and I. I just want you to talk a little bit about more about it because I. I honestly don't understand when you when you connect the word servant and and leader together. It almost seems subservient, doesn't well, it? Yeah, like, I don't. Right? I mean, I. I'm not saying I disagree with it. I, I am saying that I don't really understand it. So maybe talk a little bit more about that because if I'm, you know, because if you had said that to, to you know, uh, the yeah, average thinking, lieutenant, you know, in in ranger school about being a servant leader, they you know they'd have looked at you real funny because the word servant and leader were not things that were. You know, they may have they may have referred to it in another way. Yep, absolutely. But it wasn't referred to that way. So I'm just asking you to go ahead and talk a little bit more about that. Right, and and that's 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 a common question. And so really, servant leadership is putting your team ahead of of your own needs. And oh, yeah. when the when the good of the team is, is greater is than the indirect, good of the individual, absolutely, Correct. absolutely. And right. so you you as a leader ensure that your team is is moving forward in the right direction and it's not about you it's about That's your right. team and when your team has success right you as a leader have success right so that yeah. that's something we we really focus on with with our kids yeah. and and um, they see it too you know what i mean i mean the su- subordinates and in a People, some people won't be cringing when I use that word, but in the military, that's what they refer to it. You're, you're, if you're a subordinate, if you're a, if you're a private, you are subordinate to your sergeant. Okay, newsflash. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's a hierarchy. There's structure. You know. So when I say subordinate, that's the context. Okay. But um, you know this this idea of never asking your 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 people to do something that you haven't done or aren't willing to do putting um the needs of the in of the individuals that you are leading before your own and, and having a sense that the team okay not a sense but a a a, a foundation that the uh, the hierarchy of things that the team has precedence over the individual right it's that's what you want we're, we're on a team and and individuals are important but the collective good of the organization of that team is more important than the individual yeah absolutely right you're spot on and we really we try to bring in people to to talk to our kids we were fortunate to have a an alumnus come in who uh graduated from the air force academy mm-hmm. um served in both iraq and afghan conflicts and uh you know, basically, he was a he was the eyes in the sky for mm-hmm. the first. He was requested very often by special operations to to be in bed with them, and mm-hmm. right, he controlled the sky. He he was the one to call in the airstrikes, and he could call in the help with the helicopters and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, retired from from the air force, and and um, now he's he's a very very successful business person. Com- combat controller. Combat controller. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. Yeah, and um, gotta love him. Uh, with his business, he has no problem picking up the uh, toilet brush and cleaning the toilets. Garbage right, has right. to be taken out, and and he you shared saw me doing that. <laughs> we saw John taking the garbage out oh, today yeah, too. That's well, you know, that's that's it, right? Chief cook and bottle washer. You know, I mean, that's that's the thing. But what a message for kids, right? Like, yeah, he's the CEO of a multi-million dollar company. Yeah. Who's not afraid to, to roll up his sleeves that's and get right. his hands dirty? And you have to. That's that's the example that you want to set for people, right? I swear, I, I think, and we need to see more and more of that. And and there needs to be more exposure. Kids need to be exposed more and more to that. I think because otherwise, where are they going to get it? What? 
Absolutely. I've never known anybody, John, who's willing to roll up their sleeves and work hard that's not successful. That's right. Now, you can define success in a lot of different ways. You know, yeah. some people say, well, if you're not rich, you're not successful. Yeah. Well, that's that's their perception, right? Sure. But hard work seems to overcome. I, I Our longtime Hall of Fame football coach used to always talk about people who worked really hard always seemed to be lucky. And uh, that's stuck with me. I mean, that's yeah. always in... Well, that's the same thing they say, you know, in the in the military. They say it's you know better better be you know better be lucky than good, right? And it's kind of said tongue in cheek, right? And the way I always looked at it, this is what I always said because I I've heard it I've heard it for I don't want to say my whole life, but a lot of my life I've you know, well he's you know he's so you know he's lucky got lucky or this and no what they don't see, you know ninety percent ninety probably ninety five percent of what I do nobody sees. It's like the duck. You know, he looks, he's on the pond and everything looks cool and he's moving along, but underneath there's all this activity, right? Um, and the analogy I always gave for whatever small successes I've had um, in my life is that, you know, it's like bowling. I'm not a great bowler, right? I mean, I enjoy it. My boys and I, you know, go out and roll the ball every now and again. It's kind of a fun thing to do. Um, but, you know, this is what I say. I thought I was thinking about this. I was like, you know, I'm just really good at setting my pins up okay i'm very careful i know wh- how to set them up and so if i'm also practiced and a little bit lucky and i roll the ball right they're all going to go down but i'll tell you what if you don't set your pins up right i don't care how well you throw that ball those pins aren't all going down i don't care you know and that's the thing it's that preparation right it's that time that you spend nobody's watching me and i'm like okay it goes on this dot right here and this one goes right here and i'm always setting my pins up so and and practice rolling the ball so that when it's you know lights camera action and i roll it you know and it happens to be a good a good ball you know maybe all those pins will go down they don't always go down but i can promise you they all won't go down unless they're set up right yeah you and keep, that's the thing you keep grinding and that, yeah, i'm a grinder that's, man that, give me those people <laughs> give me those people all the time hard because, to kill well, you and, know? and they're they're never going to go away. No, right? I'm never. I'm like a cockroach. I'm right. like, he coming at you somehow, some way. I'm coming at you. And I, and sometimes I'm quiet about it. I'm just like, okay, you know, I'm not going to complain. It's all good. But those people are, are they tend to always be successful. And I, and I always tell people, and I don't, yeah. you know, I know you, you gave me props for having my, my doctorate and stuff. And I, I'll but never, you're a grinder, too. I'll, That's the thing, man. I'll never claim to be the smartest person, but no. I'll tell you what, you'll never outwork me. That's it. You're you'll a never grinder. outwork me. I love it. That, I love it. That's I right. Me too. I'm always looking for, like, for me, like, uh, you know, I think first it starts with understanding yourself, right? I'm a, here we are talking about, you know, leadership and, and work ethics and, and success and all of that. That's well, how, great. How can you lead if, if, you know, you don't you don't have your own compass, right? Well, that's right. That's what I want to say for anybody who's out there, you know, listening to this and you want to crack the code on, on, on leadership and success, um, which we all, I think, do um, and have to some degree. Um, but but really, I think it under, it starts with a really good understanding of self. And what I've found over the years of my uh, in my life is that there's a lot of people out there that don't really understand themselves. And, and I think you need to really examine who you are, what makes you tick, what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses, um, and, and, and work on self-improvement. Absolutely. Or they try to be somebody that they're not. And, you know, that, right. that, 
that fake front i call it yeah people see right through that oh yeah subordinates that, that's absolutely right you know you gotta be yourself absolutely you gotta be yourself and and uh that no that's right so that's it that i didn't expect us to talk about that today but i like it love you it know? we could talk for days i i think yeah. leadership is um there's there's a former coach now he's actually on the the speaking circuit by the name of steve jones from kimberly okay um the most successful high school football coach in Wisconsin. He he won seventy some games in a row as a Division One. Kimberly. Kimberly High School. Yep. Which used to be Dogmance, right? Of the of the Fox Valley. They were not very good. Five yeah. Division One state championships in a row. What time frame are we talking? Uh, about? Just retired last year from teaching. So within the last eight years. Nine oh my years. goodness! Wow. Okay. And yeah. you know I. Probably the one takeaway, you know, he's one of those guys that you love to hate because I was jealous of him. Like, yeah. God, they're always winning. Hard to beat. Hard. We never could beat them. You know, yeah. just. And what's he doing? That's what I always go when I can't beat guys. I'm like, what? What's he doing? He had the secret sauce, Johnny. You yeah. know what it meant? And, and it wasn't until I got to know him now. And, and I would I would hope to say that, that he would yeah. say I'm a friend now. Yeah. He talked about the one thing that, man, was always taboo in high school and that love. He truly loved his kids. He had great relationships oh, with his that's kids, awesome. yeah. and you know he cared about kids. So. Right, but sometimes love's tough. Like, right? I'm, I'm going to tell you something you might not want to hear. It doesn't. It, love. That's that. That's what. The, that's the thing about that word and that 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 idea um, is that I think there's a lot of people that when they think of the word love or the idea or the emotion or, or whatever, they 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 have a... a they it's have, all rosy hugs, and, right? right? They don't want to have the right. hard conversation. That's right. You've got to, it, 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 You have to have those conversations, and those are the hard ones. Everybody wants to avoid conflict. Yep. They do, because it's uncomfortable. But I'm not a guy... I'm not that guy. And, you don't parent that way, do you, right? You know I mean, sometimes you have to... If you truly love your kids... Yeah. Sometimes you gotta you gotta draw a line in the sand and you gotta call a behavior out or you gotta oh, you gotta hold them to a level of accountability. That's right. And you're right. As a society, we've gotten away from that. Like, yeah. Everybody wants to be the you know I want to be my kid's friend. They need a friend. No, they need a strong adult in that's their right. life who's they a need, parent. That's and, right. And who they, truly loves them. Right. And they need they they need to know boundaries absolutely okay what what's acceptable and what's not acceptable and the same thing on the pitch right when you're the coach you either did that right or you didn't do that right you know or you did it someplace in between but you know the, the bear bryant approach we're going to do that again mm-hmm. you know and we're going to do that again and again and again until we get that right right and and once we meet that standard then then i'm going to be happy and i'm going to say okay let's move on and and kids really my whole thing is if you have strong relationships with kids yeah. and they know you truly care and you yeah. can throw that love word in. Like yeah. I, I tell my my position kids all the time, yeah. I love you. Wow. And, um, you know, and, and it's not that weird love, right? It's, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, but if you have that relationship, you yeah. can hold kids to a level of accountability. Or I don't care if it's kids or right. if it's a team or if it's a adults. If If people truly know you care about them. Yeah. That level, you can you can have a really high level of accountability, and they're going to get there. Yeah, for sure. So my my oldest uh, Dylan is just uh, he he's eight now, and and he said that he wanted to play uh, flag football. Um, I know a lot of kids are playing tackle football at that time. I didn't play. I, it's a funny thing. I, I you know when I, I didn't play football, organized football till I got to high school. Yeah. 
you know. And so in eighth uh, grade, that was kind of like yeah. that's when you started. And and it was no problem. I mean, it's not a problem for me. I mean, I was, not, I was an athlete, so playing football was not a problem. But I loved probably it. probably outside every day playing oh, catch, you throwing know, the baseball. All of that, right? all of that, everything, hockey, yeah. soccer, football, baseball, wrestling, you name it. I was into it. So it was not – it's not like a really difficult sport. I mean, you could argue that, right? But, but you know, at the, I mean, hey, you know, you're, you're blocking, you're tackling, you're running, you're throwing, and there's a lot more to it, I know. But, Run faster than the other guy or knock the other guy over. That's right. That's, that's try to that's keep this simple, right? Right. So this is what this is to. block and tackle. Yep. Okay. So anyway, um, so Dylan decides he wants to play, and now Luke, his brother six, is also playing. So I'm really super excited uh, because they they just started this year, and before I came up here, they had their first practice, right? And uh, coaches, it's at the Y, right? And and you gotta love it, you know. So it's the YMCA, and uh, here we are, and um, there's Coach all by himself. And he has got this gang, you know, this group of kids, and I think their age group is like eight to ten. So Dylan's on the short side of that uh, age bracket, and um, he says he wants to be a quarterback. That's what he tells me, you know. And so we're in the backyard, and he's learning to throw the football and all that. And I told him before practice, I said, you know, hey, buddy, listen, um, I know you want to be a quarterback, and you know, being quarterback's a good, that's a great position. You got to work really hard, right? And that's the guy's leading the team on the offense, right? And uh, ball's going to touch his hand every play. And uh, I said, uh, but you got to be prepared, okay? That because you don't know this is your first practice, you got to be prepared for the fact that there might be one or two kids on that team that can really throw the egg. They can chuck it, man, and they might be. You might not. I'm just saying you should be prepared for yep, not absolutely. not not being the starting quarterback here, or even getting to play because the coach might say, you know what, you got great hands, or I want you running the ball, or I want you on the you know defensive end, whatever that might be. You got to be prepared. He's like, you know, he, he took it. He was he like, oh, I get. Yep, I understand, Daddy. No, no problem, right? So I was kind of shaping, you know, right that. Yeah, that's the other thing we got to do, and leaders got to do too. I think is begin to shape expectations right for outcomes right you know so anyway so we get there and uh you know coach is talking to him and i'm like i'm chewing at the i'm chomping at the back i can't can't stand myself you know i got to get in there i got to help because he's got no help you know and and so i i just went over to him i said hey coach introduce myself i said listen i played a little ball i can help you out a little bit if you want he goes, oh that'd be great you know because it's ymca he's a volunteer right. too right and so he's talking to him, and he's a good guy. God bless him. I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast because I was, you know, uh, but I'll say it because it was true. You know, he was talking to him. There's kids, you know, they're staring off into space, and, you know, and it gets there because some of them probably never had a coach before. Absolutely. First time probably ever had to, you know, and there, you know, oh, look, there's a bee on my foot, you know. And uh, I'm watching this, and I, 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 can't, I can't hardly stand it. You know, I was waiting for him to, you know, flex his coach muscle. And he didn't, and this happened a couple times. And then, so they were doing a defensive drill. And, uh, and I was helping out. I got a little more active in it, and I wanted to emphasize a point. So I said, okay, everybody, come on in here, you know, sort of thing. And they're, they're first off, nobody ran to me. Because the first practice, nobody's ever, you yeah, know. They don't, they, they don't know better, right? They don't know better, yep. right? So they kind of saunter over to me, and there's some more, you know, look, there's a butterfly, you know, and there's a bee on my foot, and what's this thread hanging on, you know. And I go, take a knee. And, and, and do you think they all took a knee? No. A no, couple right. guys took a knee, and the some other guys. Two knees. Yeah, and, some yeah. guys still standing up, and I go, take a knee. I said, hey, take a knee. 
you know and they i said it three times and then all of it eventually they're all on a knee right and and some kids are like you're right in the eyes and other kids are you know i said no hey go look at me hey when i'm talking look at me mm-hmm. right in the eyes <laughs> and every one of them boom right in the eyes and they sat there and they listened to what i had to say okay so this goes on and uh, all i'm saying is right okay that when you're in a position and you're in a leadership position you know take take charge okay and command respect okay and and that's the way we need more of that they respond so well i don't care if they're kids or if they're adults people respond well to you know positive leadership people that are direct you know hey we got to do this thing you got to be motivated you got to you know and yeah and i was a little stern but i was just wanting your attention right. i'm talking to you you know your coach is talking to you listen right so anyway i mean you you probably everybody's got their by the time you get them i would imagine when you take say hey everybody come on here and take a knee you don't have to say that twice yeah they're they're they've been a little more molded yeah by, by, the, time by, get them. by the time you so, get them and you're spot on with the leadership thing and i think more than anything now that that was part of the reason we started teaching leadership is um it right now i just see there's such a void yeah um, you know with and it it's everybody wants to be a leader when things are going well right can you be a leader when things are are not going well yeah and and, and we're all going to have those times you know and yeah. and it, it doesn't necessarily have to be about athletics yeah I mean, we try to it could be your work it could be your family your relationship i mean you 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 have to be able to step up when things aren't going well that that to me is a real definition right of a leader is can you step up when things aren't going well and 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 be there for them and be and and suffer the hardship and 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 take take the responsibility when things aren't going well absolutely that's your job absolutely you know you're you're responsible for everything that happens or fails to happen you know and talk about leadership okay so those days for me in this space anyway are over like you you look at the leadership that happens here you know, in the you know at the foundation, here we are at Camp Hack at Ground Zero, the longest standing, continuously run mission in the foundation on 17 years, and and I'm in there cooking before they showed up. I'm cleaning toilets, <laughs> you know. I'm putting bedding out, you know. I'm taking the trash out. I'm up there in the tree stands, making sure they're proper and safe. You know, but all stuff that has to be done to have a successful well it has mission, to be right? done. If, right? if you didn't do that stuff, you the the heroes wouldn't have the experience that that they're going to have. And um, you know, leadership just it looks different depending yeah. on the circumstance. Yeah. And people never see all the the like you said the, the things behind the scenes. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I look at I walk in and I see a whiteboard with with the whole week laid out. It takes time. Yeah, it right. Takes that time. takes preparation. Yeah. That takes forethought, and yeah. um, and if you didn't do those things and you just went off the cuff, yeah, the experience wouldn't be as good, would it? No, I think not. I think not. But you know, I tell you, this this um, you know, uh, looking at their eyes, you know, and talking to them, getting to know them. These two, both these two, are very senior. The the guys we have in camp right now, um, um, Dan and and Phil, right. Um, you know, uh, Phil's been in the Marine Corps for 29 years. Yeah, unbelievable run. Right? right. Unbelievable. Still on active duty. Right. A master gunnery sergeant in the Marine Corps, 29 years, nine or ten deployments he's got. 
and uh, and the other guy Dan is a uh, you know did a did a twenty year sprint and and he was uh, um, uh, retired as a as a master sergeant. So you know you know you think about you know this space and in, in, you know in, in in leadership it looks completely different than hey. Look at me. I'm talking. Take a knee, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally different, well, right? Well, maturity, maturity changes you as a Absolutely. leader, right? You just The more experiences yeah. you have, yeah. you, you just learn more. That's right. You and learn I've, how to handle people more. Right. That's right. You know, and and, and really, there's, you know, uh, gone to the days of, hey, pick up your rucksack and follow me, you know, but there are times where pick up your rucksack and follow me is still important, you know, uh, you know, it, like, do as I do. I'm, I'm going to lead you through this thing. It's going to get bad and it's going to be ugly, but I'm going to be here for you anyway, no matter what. And we're going to get through this. We're going to do it, you know? And, and so a lot of that's like attitude, right? It's and a reputation too. You get a good reputation. They want to follow you. That's right. That's right. That's very true. And you think about your reputation, right? Think about that. Number one thing you have. Right. And you know what? You might be a fast runner, but there's one thing you ain't never going to outrun, and that's your past. Right. You know, and so when you're making steps, you know, and you're doing things and saying things, think about it, you know. That's why doing the right thing, especially when nobody's looking, is important because it is your reputation. And I often wonder about that. I wonder I wonder what my reputation is. Don't answer that. <laughs> you know, but I I, uh, I I know it depends on probably who you ask, but but uh, you know, it is what it is. I don't spend a whole lot of time thinking about it cuz I try to be, you know, as unique as I can, you know, I'm trying to be, you know, who I am, right? The essence of who I am, you know, know yourself and 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 try to do something positive in this world but um you know as we close this thing out i just wanted to circle back again one more time and and um you know uh, just publicly thank both of you for what you're doing um it's super important work um i'm 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 humbled and and very proud of what you've accomplished and what you're doing you know for these heroes um i i i i know i know they deserve it um and and without folks like you uh we wouldn't be where we are cuz the original idea you're sit you're 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 on the ground you're you know you're sitting standing you know on the ground occupying the ground that I bought 17 years ago to build a a thing here you know and start serving heroes and then folks like you reached out to me because you saw an article or, you know, somebody said something to you, you know, word of mouth, whatever the case was. Hey, there's this organization out there that's doing this for these combat wounded. And um, and you you had uh, the the fortitude, uh, the will, the skill set um, and, and uh, you know, the leadership to step forward and say, uh, I want to help. I'm going to make a difference. And you, you said you said that in your opening remarks, you know, that, that you wanted to, you wanted to help change, you know, the, the course of, of, of destiny. And you, you were, you're a student of, of the past and you understand that in, in, in not always did this country welcome its warriors home proper. And so here's an opportunity for us to, you know, to do something that's important and give a little bit more of yourself and your time, um, to make a difference in the world, and you're both doing that, and I, I, I want to say thank you. 
Well, and I appreciate that. And it's like, you know, when, when we started doing this 14 years ago, and I think we've served probably 80 combat heroes, maybe sure. a few more. Um, you know, the whole thought was if we could, when I when I look at men that were willing to, to give the ultimate sacrifice, yeah, right, to, to allow us to live the way we do over here and, and to have these freedoms to be able to hunt and fish and do those yeah. things. You know, I I thought if any small part of what we could do would would be a way to say thank you to them, yeah. we, we had to do it. And the yeah. thing I'm struck by, like I told you earlier, is you know the the team team aspect. But the other thing is the humility and genuine um, thankfulness that the heroes show back to us. Yeah. For having the opportunity, which which makes me scratch my heads because my head because I'm thinking, you know, he, here's somebody that that almost made the ultimate sacrifice. You, you almost died in combat. Mm-hmm. We provide a weekend where you can turkey hunt or fish or you know whatever the activity has been, mm-hmm. and you're thanking me, right? How about it? I mean, again, which just speaks volumes of the character of our heroes, mm-hmm. and and you know, that but. It's always made me scratch my head, like, well, wait a minute, why are you thanking me? But yet, I think deep down that 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 healing that that's been mm-hmm. able to happen in that short weekend and um, to move forward in a positive direction that that's it makes it all worthwhile. Do you remember Matt Tennyson? Absolutely. Yeah. I think about him almost. Yep. All the time. Yep. Uh, and for the for the listening audience, I'll just go. I'll just mention it, you know, the wave tops of that. But Matt. Matt Matt Tennyson, a.k.a. Matty, was, uh, you know, is a combat wounded purple recipient from uh, Wisconsin. And uh, was that the first mission you did? Or no, second? I it was think, close to it. it was yeah, it was really, one of the... One of the first ones. Three or four. Yeah, and, okay. And I still remember you calling yeah. me and, and oh, yeah. talking about oh, Matt yeah. and yeah. how he had been somebody you really wanted to, to get on on an, uh, yeah. one of our events. and. Yeah. And uh, Matt and I spent a lot of time in the turkey blind, and yeah. uh, you know Matt kind of poured out his heart. And yeah. um, I still remember the the newspaper article that, that he he had done, and mm-hmm. um, when he made the comment of this event probably saved my life. Yeah, you know, you, yeah. you talk about making it worthwhile. Yeah, I, I watch. I remember watching him walking. I was at the bar, you know, not. A bar, but the bar. The bar. And Rothschild, yeah. <laughs> That's right. I was at, it's a bar called The Bar. And uh, that was our link-up point. And I was sitting in there a little bit early, and that's where I was going to meet the heroes. And Josh Kruger showed up, and, you know, hey, Josh, you know, we get, you know, getting to know each other a little bit. I'd been on a, on a mission with Josh before and asked him back because he's a Wisconsin guy, too. Yep. And back then, then we were, you know, we were... Uh, you know, we didn't have. We were trying to save more pennies by right. by, by by you know a little more regional with the, yeah a little more regional. That's right. That's yeah. right. And so so two Wisconsin guys, and there was a third guy, I think. But anyway, um, so I remember Matt walking into the bar, and I didn't. This is before we were asking for photo IDs so we could identify people, you know, as they were being picked up at the airport or link up where were happening. So I didn't really know, but I, when he walked in, I'm like, I guarantee that's Matt. 
I thought to myself, that's got to be him. And the look on his face, you know, it took it took like two days to get Matt in a space where he was comfortable. And you could just see there was all kinds of tension and all kinds of... A lot of know, trauma. A lot of trauma going on there inside, you know. And, um, and uh, you know, the cool thing that happened on that mission was that Josh Kruger, uh, God bless him, was you know one of our guides um he uh he he spent some time with matt one-on-one and and josh's wounds were a little more visible uh, and i think a little more worse than matt's uh, in terms of the severity and they spent some time together and matt later told told me i think he's you know on record or something to saying this but i remember saying it whether he said it to me or on a you know in a in an article or in a film event or something i can't really recall but he was basically said that he looked at he looked at josh and the way josh was getting on you know seemingly fine in and obviously much worse shape physically um from the trauma that he had suffered from his war wounds um matt thought well geez if he can do it so can i you know and and they had that heart to heart and i think that that event right there, that peer-to-peer contact, right? And we see that all the time on these Being missions. Being around people that, that were like you. That's right. That, that suffered some you, of the same. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah Matt, Matt right. was a great guy and a great story with, with you know, all he wanted to do was hear a turkey gobble. That that was yeah. like his. He killed one. He killed oh, absolutely. Jake. I remember absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yep. On the last day, we were sitting on a yep. one of my favorite spots, and we had some thunderstorms move through, and... Mm-hmm wasn't looking good and then this this it was almost it was surreal this this fog kind of rolled over the field and um all of a sudden i hear matt start calling one two three and i, and I didn't know what he was doing i thought was he this some sort of calming therapy or and i look over my shoulder where he's in just like a line of of old-time infantry coming out of the woods is this straight line of turkeys he's counting turkeys one two <laughs> you know, i had never heard this story uh, Hello. It. it was awesome but well six jakes and six huge toms in a line and they not only did they gobble once but there were quadruple gobbles and triple gobbles oh my and, gosh that's and the, all he wanted to in hear. the woods is reverberating with these gobbles and the jakes of course they come running right into the decoy and and the the toms were a little more um a little more suspicious and they hung back and yeah. you know, matt made a decision that think they were getting kind of skittish and he's yeah. like well, I, w- I want to take a jake at least but yeah. just an unbelievable hunt and you know just so happy for for the progress he's made and yeah. you know being able to isn't it cool what you remember oh. like on in the field like what ha- like i can't remember more i mean if you ask me what i did last week i'd be like okay well, all right get the calendar out you know where and, was i and that was probably 12 years ago John. exactly and i can remember like it was yesterday like it was yesterday the that's the sound yeah. the, the look of the the field and yeah. those turkeys coming out and, yeah um just awesome that's so awesome makes everything it? worthwhile it, it, it certainly it certainly does and that's the good stuff and i think that's part of the power you know of the i say the power of the great outdoors but you know those kind of memories and the, and and there's a lot of really super smart people carrying you know lots of heavy degrees uh, you know in the and we'll this. never get it yeah 
who will never get it, right? They'd rather sit on, nothing wrong with yeah. this, but sit on a couch and yeah. diagnose and right. give out pills. And, you know, That's like Tony right. said, you know, the some of the veterans that were on all, you know, four, five, six different pills that have been able to walk away from it because they've reconnected yep. with with yep. themselves and, and, you know, how powerful is that? And yeah. that's, that's just a huge hats off to you and the vision you had 14, 15 years ago to, to do better for, for our most deserving, yeah. for our heroes. And speaks volumes of you, John. Well, well, that's kind of, I, I appreciate, you know, you know, the, the, the one thing that I, I um, that I think, and we'll, we'll close with this because I, I think it's an important piece that we don't talk a lot about and that we have today. We've touched on it quite a few, few times, but we haven't really put the pin on the donkey, if you will. And that's this idea of, of creating a positive memories. Absolutely. Think about that, right? I mean, the memory that you just shared with Matt, and as soon as you, you shared that, I was like, I was right there. And then I started thinking about, in my head, all the times, all the events where I was with a hero and, and I was the guy, you, I was you. Okay, I was the guide. I was in the blind, you know, or I, I was I was I was doing my thing with them, and I, I I can remember every single one. I've been doing it for 17 years. If you ask me to talk about this, that, or the other event that I was on, where I was the guy that was facilitating the action in the field as the guide, you know, boom, I could do it every time. And because they're powerful, positive memories. And that's what you need to do. That's what the foundation does is it helps fill that bank, okay, that internal bank with very positive memories that are, are, can help replace all the other ones. Because there's other memories out there that they have in particular that are hard to erase, that are hard to get out. They come out of that box, okay, and start marching down the road, you know, dress right dress. Absolutely. And so I think, I think that a lot of and nobody talks about that, you know, a lot. It's not, it's it's not talked about this idea of, you know, replacing or supplanting, uh, creating positive memories for these heroes, who often have, um, you know, their 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 personal accounts full of memories and not and, and some most of them at least with respect to their wartime experience uh aren't real good you know you can't go on 14 deployments as a you know as a combat infantryman um or even one deployment as a combat infantryman you know and get yourself in the goo and come out of that with positive memories you know you don't get wounded and come away with a positive you know memory and so um that's what you're you guys are doing you know you're creating positive memories that uh, have great meaning and and when you're trying to connect and uh, and 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 do so in, in a way that makes them you know feel good about who they are and that connect with their their brothers connect with communities connect with the outdoors you know there's lots of connecting happening here and 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 in that in in that in all of those connections you know, are, are is we can find some healing. Absolutely, and, and to I always say restore some value, like to give them sure value and absolutely know, something that maybe is missing. And yeah, you know, I, I, you still you, you hear them talk about. I just I felt different. You know, I'm walking yeah. down the street and I knew I was different because every sound that I heard, I jumped. 
every sound that I heard, I'd hear it backfire, and I'd, I'd fall down on the ground seeking cover. Yeah. And then I'd stand up and look around at how people were looking at me, and I knew I was different. And, yeah. you know, they had lost maybe some of that sense of worth or that mm -hmm. their value as a human being. And you're right. I mean, just those short two, three days, Yeah. the, the amount of progress that they can make to to restore some of that value and yeah well we had with the the last group the group group a that was here um i might have mentioned uh, before the show we that we had a uh, another master gunnery sergeant the highest enlisted rank you can achieve in, in the marine corps who was here and um he talked about and his testimonial was super powerful but he basically said you know you restored my hope in america this community here in Phillips, Wisconsin, all the people that come here that help make this mission possible. You know, he said, you restored, you know, my hope in America. Because the America that I know, you know, uh, like I think at the time, I think he's, he's basically in D.C. And, and he said he spent, you know, between the 14 deployments that he's been on, 14 combat deployments. I just can't even get my head around that, right? Two Purple Hearts, unbelievable. Anyway. He goes, he goes between these flip flops between D.C. and and the West Coast, you know California, you know Camp Lejeune, Camp Pendleton, and and D.C. And he goes, that's the America I know, you know, and, and I don't really like it so much, you know. And then I deploy, so I'm either one of those two places, or I'm on a deployment, and I'm fighting bad guys, or I'm training to fight bad guys. But everything in between is the America that 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 I I love. And and you helped me rediscover that again. Probably the reason why he he joined the the Marines. That's right? exactly to, right. And that yeah, for this. Yep. For this small town. That's people right. Care about one that's another. That's why. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly right. And so, you know, that's that's very powerful. And for me, that really resonated. That felt really really good. And I I try to share that with as many people as I can, especially up here, because you know you got Casey Williams, you know, who got up probably. Well, first off, he was here last night at like 9:30 after work. He'd been, you know, and he'd been out there l scouting for geese for two days, probably way, way longer than that. But you know, where are these geese? You know, where are they? So that he could get up at 3:30 in the morning, grab his buddy, and go out into these fields and set up this spread, and then come over here and and pick up the guys at five o'clock in the morning and take them out to this set up decoy spot so they can kill geese. You know, and and feels honored to do it. Mm -hmm. It's amazing to me. You know, I just go, there's just that, what what a, what a, and, and he's just one of many people up here who are, are doing it. And I'm sure it's happening on your event, you right. know. And, and it's easy to lose sight of that, isn't it? Like, with, yeah. I mean, we just, with, there's so much negativity in the news and social yeah. media. And you forget how many good people there really there, There's there, a whole lot more there good out really there. Is. You got to, but nobody reports on the good, yeah. you know. And then I think, you know, goodness is where you find it, you know. And, you, and when you do find it, you have to embrace it and recognize it and just... You know, enjoy it because it's uh, it's in this case it's it's genuine, and I think these this community just wants to say in a way that they can thank you. And oh, by the way, I, sh I shot a doe out here on Monday, and I'm like, you know, I want to take it. Uh, you know, I got to get it processed. I want to take it back to Florida so my poison I can, you know, and can can eat it. We love venison, and uh, and I'm like, if I take it to the processor. 
that's I'm going to have to come up here in December or January to get it. You know, it's just not going to work for me. I'm driving back to Florida, and Art's like, "Why don't you take it to Casey?" I'm like, "Oh man, I know he'd do he'd do a great job, but I just I hate to ask him." He's like, "He would feel honored if you asked him to do that." And I'm like, oh, "I don't know." So I called his or shot a note to his dad, and and his dad's like, "Well, I'm in South Dakota hunting pheasants, so you have to get a hold of Casey." So I got a hold of Casey, and 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 in 37 minutes, okay, he had a thing done, you know, and 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 it's in the locker, and I'll drive it home, and you know, it's little things like that. Who would do that? For and super you? grateful that he had the opportunity, I bet, to do it for you. Well, I just, but I feel like I feel like I mean, I I feel like I owe him. You know, I bought him a you know a thirty pack of Bush Light because I know that's what he drinks. You know, and and I still feel like I like I owe the guy something because who would do that? Like that's just an amazing thing to me. And and I think the heroes feel the same way. Like for towards you and and towards you, Tony, and for what you guys are doing, it's like, man, I can't believe you did that for me. Right? Isn't that amazing? How well, how does it get any better than that? It doesn't, and, and it's just a small small part of, on our behalf to be able to like i said help people that i mean they were willing to make the ultimate sacrifice yeah so it wow being able to do this has made our life a lot better because it gives us a very good purpose in life just to be able to do this yeah well i feel the same way well listen we're going to close this out um do you guys get any saved rounds any alibis or things you want to Get off your chest or say before we say goodnight. All right. Nothing live, nothing on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, listen, uh, you guys travel safe on the way home. We appreciate you coming out. Thanks for your time. It was a great show. Uh, all right, that's it, folks. Have a great night. Uh, appreciate you. We're out. To learn more about the mission of the Wounded Warriors in Action Foundation and how you can get involved, please visit our website at www.iaf.org or follow our social media pages on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Thank you for listening to the WWIA podcast and for helping us honor, connect, and heal our combat-wounded Purple Heart heroes through the power of the great outdoors. If you like what you're listening to here and would like to join our team in our mission to bring healing power and recovery to America's Purple Heart Heroes, please become part of our Sponsor a Hero team by clicking on the link in the podcast notes or by going to wwiaf.org forward slash sponsor. That's wwiaf.org forward slash sponsor. Our heroes need you now more than ever. Thank you.